Welcome back to the Dad Adventures Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Seth Bidoff, and this is episode number seven. Uh, for anyone that is new to our show, the Dad Adventures Podcast is supposed to be a bi-weekly podcast about our lives as dads and some of the things that we've learned along the way. Uh, the last time we came to you guys, uh, back on episode six, Jacob and I sat down and we talked about um, just kind of a, a catch-up episode. It has been a few weeks since we talked, and so we just, we just talked about some of the things that we've been going through and and how our lives have been over the past uh, few weeks. So if you get a chance, go back, check that out. Um, and we're glad to have you with us again this week. Um, we kind of threw together a little bit of a topic for this week, um, and we'll get into that here in just a little bit. But as we all know, things, of course, are still changing. We're, most of us are still at home. Hopefully, everyone is still doing well. Um, you know, I know that we have been, we actually get, Jacob and I actually got together last week in person for the first time since before all of this started. And so, you know, it was good to actually, you know, spend some time together. Um, that being said, let me go ahead and bring in Jacob. Jacob, you know, like I just mentioned, you and I got together last week. We actually went and played some golf here in town. And I don't know about you, but it, it was really good to actually like get out and do really like do something for the first time in a while that wasn't you know necessarily related to you know shopping or working or something like that. I, I don't know if it was the same for you, but that's at least how I felt. Yeah, no, it was great. Uh, we went to uh, the Los Altos little executive course with. Uh, a united buddy of mine and John Clark and a friend of his. And it was nice to just get out and actually see you again for the first time since I, I want to say almost since we started this thing. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was definitely what the soul needed. I had, I had golfed the, a couple of days before that I went on Sunday with the family, but it's nice to just get out and was able to catch up with you and, and actually see you in person. And I mean, if we, before all this happened, we probably would have seen each other 50 times by now yeah. uh, over the spring with United and everything going on. And we, that was, that's been taken from us so far. So uh, it was definitely good to get out, get caught up and, and get some fresh air. And, and, and I know for you, especially working from home with three kids all at home the whole time, uh, it was it definitely had to be a nice relief for you to get out by yourself and, and, uh, communicate with some adults. Yeah, no, it, it definitely was, you know, uh, like, you know, we played the executive course, uh, over at Los Altos for those of you that aren't familiar with our area, uh, or the, or, or, uh, really the golf courses here, the city of Albuquerque actually operates. I think it's like a dozen golf courses or something like that in and around the city. And, and so some of them offer, you know, little executive courses. So it's nine holes, but I think they're all par three. Maybe there's like one par four on it, but um, yeah, I know a couple hours out of the house, adult conversation. And yeah, it was definitely a good thing. And, you know, like you said, you know, we would have seen each other, you know, you know, week in and week out. Uh, during soccer season had that been going on and yeah i think the last time we actually saw each other in person was way back at like the beginning of march uh, when we started planning out topics and shows and trying to get you know content ideas together and and uh, really set up what we wanted to do with this so it, yeah it was definitely a, a much needed thing and you know i told aaron i got home i said it, honestly it was so much fun like i hadn't been golfing in years and i was obviously i was really quite obviously you know bad um i feel like i got better as as our, as our round went on but uh no it was just, it was just really good to get out 
and you know hang out and you know be outside doing something that wasn't related to anything else. So you you said at the beginning of March, and that seems like forever ago. Yeah, but I I think it was actually farther because if you're talking about the Starbucks meeting we had, uh, I think that was the last time we saw each other. That had to have been February at least, because the beginning of March is when all this stuff happened. Yeah, beginning of March is, is when sports got canceled and and everything like that. So I think it was. It might even have been the end of January. I don't really, I'm not sure, but it's just weird how time has uh, just been so messed up by everything going on. Because I I was thinking about it the other day and I was like, yeah, the it's been, well, I, I was listening to a podcast today about the NBA and they said it's been two weeks or two months since uh, the last game for the NBA. And I was like, two months? Really? Is that even possible? But you look back, and yeah, it's been it's been two months since the NBA shut down. And I I mentioned it when the NBA shut down, when professional sports shut down, was when I knew this was real, uh, just because of the money involved in professional sports and the amount of loss that they're going to take uh, being shut down like they are. That's when I was like, oh, this is actually serious. Um, so yeah, that's been two months ago, and. Uh, it's been a roller coaster ever since. That's for sure. Yeah, I think you might actually be right because looking back at the, uh, we had set up an Asana uh, calendar to kind of go yeah. by, and we we did pretty well with it. You know, when we were preparing for the season and get everything going, and so yeah, I think you might be right. You know, sometime uh, January, February, uh, when we actually met up. So yeah, it's been a while, and it's definitely taken its toll on a, on a lot of things, and. And, uh, yeah, just we keep moving forward and hoping things are going to start getting back to normal. I mean, there's finally going to be some, you know, professional soccer this coming weekend. And, and I, I, you know, I'm looking forward to that. Of course, it is, you know, it's not American soccer. It's not your, it's not, you know, it's not English soccer. It is, you know, the Bundesliga over in Germany. They're getting ready to start playing. And Korean baseball has started back up. So I know there's talk about Major League Baseball starting back soon. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe we're going to start seeing a return to normalcy at some point, but uh, I, I saw an article today that said the L.A. County may be shut down for at least three more months. So who knows? It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, I mean, even if sports do come back in some form, it's going to be really hard uh, for some folks. Uh, we already know that Germany is going to be playing their soccer league in empty stadiums. Uh, you know, probably there's talks of MLS moving to Orlando, uh, putting all the clubs there for the foreseeable future, and of course playing behind closed doors there as well. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah, even though things feel like they're moving forward, like we're starting to uh, kind of get over the hump a little bit, maybe at least in terms of the social aspect of it. Uh, I think we still have a long way to go before anything really feels normal again. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if anything will ever feel fully normal again until we get a vaccine and it's, you know, five years behind us and everything's, or we get protected and we don't have to worry about it anymore. But I, I will say the longer this goes on, the more uneasy I feel about um, some of these precautions that are being taken, which I agree with for the most part. We, I mean, we've talked a bunch about how we feel about everything closing down and whatnot. 
And uh, it's getting to a point now where I'm seeing uh, a bunch of small businesses that are just at their breaking point and having to close permanently and um, just a bunch of stuff that just makes me feel a little uneasy about our government, not just here in New Mexico, but just kind of as a whole. And I'm I'm not talking Democrat, Republican. I'm just talking government as a whole, because uh, whether you're a red state or a blue state, it seems to be uh, trending in the same direction for the most part. You have a few outliers like Texas and Georgia that have opened back up quite a bit of stuff. But um, and, and we're we're starting that process, at least we're I mean, like you said, we we could golf finally for the first time in a month or so. So we'll see exactly what happens. I know uh, a topic that I wanted to get your opinion on. Um, so our church is opening up this weekend. Um, we're having two services, uh, one in the morning for the older generations of our church and then one at 11 for the everybody else. Uh, but it's it's basically something that our, from my understanding, something that our church has teamed up with other churches in Berlin and just said, we're doing it. We're opening it up. Uh, there's probably going to be a fine um, or two or three, um, because I don't think, according to Gresham's plan, I think churches were going to be phase two. I think maybe phase three. I don't know. I'll have to look that up. Um, but we basically as a church, apparently, well, not as a church, but our church leaders decided we're just going to do it. We're just going to open up. So I am excited to go back and see people and try to have some semblance of normalcy again. But at the same time, I'm a little bit like, uh, okay, that's, I understand to an extent why we're doing it, but I'm like, if if we're this close to being opened back up legally, why rock the boat now after two months of having to do what we've been doing on Zoom and Facebook Live and stuff? But just kind of wanted to get your opinion and bounce it off of you, what you kind of thought about places opening up before they should, companies closing down, where have you settled on? stuff like that for the past week. You know, it's, it's really hard to say. Like, of course, you know, you and I are not scientists. We're not politicians. We're not the decision makers when it comes to all of this. I think everyone is trying to do what they feel is right. Now, if you look at the social media reaction to any of them, like I, th- there was one tweet that came out from our governor today. They got a whole bunch of backlash, saying that she was in the wrong, that everything was that she was doing was wrong, that she was she was you know hurting New Mexicans intentionally, all this kind of stuff. And then a separate tweet went out, and it was a bunch of people praising her for what she was doing. So you know it, it's really tough, and, and you're talking about you know, the churches reopening things like that. Um, it looks to me like uh, phase three ideally would be early July. Um, mass gatherings of more than 100 people would still be prohibited. So it sounds like in, in phase three is where the churches will, will come and come back into play. But, um, you know, if the churches are willing to face the, the repercussions of 
the the gatherings then by all you know that's their decision by all means that's on them i know that our church is still continuing to practice um social distancing uh they do live services on sunday mornings on youtube uh using only necessary folks in the building um I mean, for Easter Sunday, our pastor was on top of the building to to help make the, the point of social distancing. Um, our our small our small group study meets uh, virtually um, every week, and they're going to continue doing that for the foreseeable future. Um, and even then, like it's I know that the governor's going to come out on Wednesday, and she's going to make a statement. My expectation is that. Uh, she's going to extend the order again, um, just based off the data that I've read from what I've seen in, all, in these reports and what's been coming out in the news. I don't think that they're going to. To I don't think that we're going to necessarily like move back a step, but I don't think we're gonna we're gonna like move forward into like phase one. So. I don't know. That's just, that's just my thinking. Uh, I, it, it's definitely hurt businesses. It it, it really has. Um, like I, I've been, I had to go out the other night to pick up an order for something, and the, you know they had signs on the door. Of course, you have to call them when you get there, and they were only accepting very specific credit or debit cards. They had to have like a, a gold chip on it. Now, I don't know what the difference in a gold chip is or a different or a silver chip. I don't know. But yeah, they were only accepting a very specific form of payment. And then like a couple doors down, they had their door open so that people you know could shop. But what they were doing is they were stopping people at the door and asking them what they wanted. And then the employees were going and getting it for them without letting anybody actually in the store. Um I mean, that, and those are just smaller businesses. Uh, I think one of them, the one that was stopping people at the door and doing the shopping for them, was like a was a hair salon, I think. Hmm. Uh, so they were letting people buy the products and things, but they were, like I said, they were right. stopping them at the door, and not even letting them in. Um, other places, though, like I, you know, I've tried to go. I had to go to Lowe's um, for something uh, to get some. Uh, what did I get? Oh, I had to get some lawn bags for because the uh, the green waste pickup just happened. Um, and the line was stretching for I don't know, like a couple hundred people just to even get in the store, and most of those people, of course, were not following social distancing, you know. So I don't know. I I really don't know. Like I feel for the for the small business owners, like I really do. Um, you know what we do here can easily be done remotely, which we've been doing. You know throughout. Uh, Throughout all of this, and even before this started, we were we were recording remotely. Um, you know, it's not like we're necessarily losing revenue off of this. Like we we haven't monetized this yet. We haven't gone that far, so it hasn't really impacted us. But yeah, like I see people, you know, uh, people that have their own small businesses that they're not able to maintain sales. They're not able to do something, do some of the things that they've needed to do in order to stay in business. Now, I do think that. The non-essential change that happened, where they're allowed to, you know, do stuff curbside, I think has helped. But I don't know. I don't think it's necessarily going to be enough. Like there was an article in the journal last week, week before, about um, a business that was getting ready to open over, and I think it was in Knob Hill, and they had 
three customers the entire day that they were open. Open. And now, the owner did say that was three more than he expected to have. But yeah, it, it's it's going to be tough. It's going to be real interesting to see who's able to come back from this and what their future looks like. You know, both you know the immediate future and then you know four or five, six months down the road, a year down the road, if there is no uh, treatment or a vaccine for this. Yeah, so I just pulled it up. It actually looks like churches are in phase one, which would be um, May, mid. It says mid May, uh, right around the fifteenth or so. If, but all of the phases were based on if targets were met um, with cases and testing and stuff like that. So I'm not sure if that's going to happen or not. But it actually has um, retailers, non-essential businesses, restaurants, bars, gyms, salons, hotels, and churches could open at partial or full, in some case, capacity with social distancing and other safe practices required. Now, our church is only, uh, we maybe get 100 people, uh, a little over 100 people a service, but we switched, we broke that up into two services this Sunday. So we're expecting it to be under under 50, uh, more than likely. And I'm not sure exactly how many people will feel comfortable coming out on their own uh, to be in that situation. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, I mean, I, the last time we podcast, well, the last time we talked in person last week, even the last time we podcast, there's not a whole lot that has changed as far as uh, our daily routine. I don't think um, my wife has picked up a few more hours cause she started doing some stuff where I work now um, because uh I got hired as kind of a do it all. And then that slowly transitioned into, no, you're taking over for this lady who's retiring, doing a job that I am not qualified to do with invoicing and a bunch of computer stuff that I'm just, I'm perfectly capable of doing it, but it's hard for me to get motivated to do it. And then we lost our warehouse guy cause he broke his foot. So I've been kind of doing literally everything aside from, a handful of stuff and I was getting overwhelmed. So they actually brought my wife in to uh, help us out and do some work around there, which has been awesome. Uh, me and my wife met while we were working together. So we're used to working together. Uh, we work really well together and uh, it's been nice because it's more money coming into our bank account and it's less stress on me because I don't have as much to do where I don't feel like I'm swimming and stuff and I'm overwhelmed. So it's, it's been really good in that part. Uh, that started a couple of weeks ago, I think shortly after we recorded the last time. But, <coughs> excuse me, sorry. Um, one thing, uh, we did go golfing as a family, which is always nice, uh, except it was hot. Uh, I was already sunburned from a motorcycle ride the day before. Uh, the boys got antsy. Play was slow because it was that first weekend they opened up golf courses and it was packed. So we only played nine holes instead of 18 like originally was planned, but we had a good time. What about you? I, I saw you kind of agree with me that not a whole lot has changed. So anything exciting happening over there? Yeah, no, really not a whole lot has changed. Um our youngest Logan, he, he's finishing school for the year this week. So we're going to be getting out of that. Uh, he has blue hair now. Um, 
yeah, my, he uh, somehow I don't know how the idea first came up, but um, yeah, he wanted to dye his hair blue. So my wife did that the other night. Everything went well up until the point where you're supposed to, you know, rinse the hair to get whatever you know Vaseline or whatever out of the hair. Um, he's never been a big fan of the shower, so he kind of like yeah, he kind of freaked out a little bit with that. But yeah, no, he has blue hair. Um, so that's fun. We are planning his fifth birthday party, which is coming up in a week and a half. Uh, yeah, other than that, nothing too exciting has really happened here. Um, you know, it, it's status quo, you know, get up and, you know, I try to be working by at six o'clock every morning so that I can, you know, have my evenings and, um, get a significant amount of yard work done. Over the past few weeks, uh, cleaned up sides of the houses and trimmed back some bushes and things like that. So it, that's been a positive. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, day to day life really hasn't changed a whole lot other than just trying to stay at home. So, so honestly, how are you holding up after two months of this? Like, because because I'll be honest, I. There are most days I'm good, but there are days, man, where it's just like it feels so weird and just not normal and stressful. And uh, and some days I'm just like, you know what? I don't I don't care. Open everything back up, have the vulnerable people protect themselves and give me back my normalcy, which. I know is selfish um and it it's not all the time that it's like that it's just there's just some days when i'm like cuz as for me personally for the longest time until golf opened back up you know my releases were golf photography and sports and i couldn't really do many of those for almost 2 months 2 full months um, and now golf's opened back up so that, that has been nice, but at the same time, it's golf is probably the hardest of those three things for me to go do just because of the amount of time it takes and, and the amount of money that it costs. Whereas, you know, photography, I can get out on a hike and take however long I need 30 minutes to an hour to two hours. Um, and then sports I could do in the bathroom. I could look up ESPN. I could watch highlights, uh, go to United games and stuff like that. And since all of that's been taken away, there have been times when it's been, it's been super hard. Uh, so I just wanted to see if, if you had felt the same way, if you've had your struggles and if so, kind of what they were and see, let, let the dads and others that are out there listening know that, Hey, it's, it's kind of normal for this to happen. I think, this is a unprecedented time, so we're we're gonna have rough patches. And uh, I just wanted to talk about mine and see what your thoughts were, and and let the guys know that yeah, oh okay, you're you're not alone out there in having these hard times. Yeah, no, you know when we actually got out the other day, we were joking that we didn't really understand why they closed down the golf courses because I mean, if you're, when it comes to a, an outdoor event, how can you get more socially distant than golfing? Um, so yeah, it, it being open back up has definitely been positive. Um, and it, honestly, it really was such a good thing to get out and do that. And, um, yeah, I think I'm in the same boat 
as a lot of folks. Um, yeah, I've been home what, almost almost three months now. Yeah, almost yeah, pretty close to three months. Um, and yeah, yeah, about three months. Sorry, I'm just thinking. Um, and for for the most part, just being at home hasn't been that big of a deal. I'm not the most outgoing of people like doing a, doing this, doing the podcast and doing United and stuff like that has always been great and been a good release for me. Um, but as far as being home, it's really not that not a big of a deal, but it's more the fact that I can't go do the things that I would normally do. Um, yeah, I, I think that's been the biggest thing. Yeah, I feel like that's that's part of where we I, I uh, we do agree a lot on a lot of things here. But one one thing that stands out that is a lot different is I am definitely more extroverted than you are. So I need that time to where I can socialize with strangers in the middle of nowhere or at the store or something like that. And now it's hard because like even if you go to the store, you see everybody and like the most interaction you get with people is like a solemn like head nod saying yeah yeah this sucks i know it sucks you know it sucks but like no conversations happen uh i ran into somebody at the store a couple weeks ago that i hadn't seen in a while and it was this awkward situation where i was like okay can i can i give you a hug can i you just want to fist bump do you want to do the chicken wing with the elbows do you just want to stand six feet apart wave at each other and talk and and that's not me like i'm i'm a I, especially with this particular person, um, I was like, can I hug you? And he was like, yeah, of course. And so we, I gave him a hug and, and that's what I like, had this not been COVID times, I wouldn't even thought twice. Like I walked over to him and gave him a big old hug and, and we'd gone about our business, but it's just this weird, awkward time where I, I knowing you, um, as, well as I do, which might not be uh, super, super well, but I, I definitely know that you're a lot more introverted than I am. So I wasn't sure if that would be a problem or not, but I just wanted to check. Yeah, no, it's even with, even with me being introverted, there is still a, a need to be social and it's more so doing it in avenues and areas that i'm comfortable in like i'm not one to just like go start talking to somebody i don't know in a store and so like you know hanging out with people with with the guys in the box like you and andrew and chris and um you know tyler and peter and the guys from the club you know that's that for me was very such a very good outlet for me that i don't have right now like doing the podcast has been very good for me emotionally um not that i can't like be open with my wife or vulnerable with her and open up with her about things like she like she and i have talked about like when all this first started like she like i kind of took it more seriously than she did um and but even then there are times you know where there are times where i'm like okay this is really bothering me or like I'm, I, there are things that I'm concerned about, but I I wasn't expressing that, and I was just kind of like internalizing it, and it's because I'm trying to be strong for my wife and my family. It's like everything's gonna be okay. We're we're gonna be just fine. You know, we're 
we're going to get through this. Um, I've been better with her about vocalizing what's going on with me. And I think that's helping too. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are definitely days where being at home really feels like I feel like I'm closed in like my hobbies, the things that I do enjoy doing outside of the house. Like I'm a big video game guy. Like I, I love playing video games and that's a very like, so not even depending on the games that you play it can be a very social thing but for me it's more of an escape like i don't want to deal with real life i don't want to deal with it i just want to like escape into a game and not worry about it but you know the other things i do where i do get that social interaction you know uh with soccer and other things like i'm missing that like i I play pokemon go i play ingress games where they require you to be out in the physical world and not having that outlet to be able to do that and you know and really feel like completely like safe and comfortable doing it, especially when they had like big events where like bunches of people would get together, they're not happening. And so I, I think it's more so like on the days like where the kids just aren't behaving or like they're they're having like issues that day. Like our youngest Logan, he's been a lot better at just going outside and playing. Even by himself, like he'll take the dog outside and play, and like, he's been FaceTiming my mom almost every day, um, which has been awesome for him because his, number one, his conversations, conversational skills have gotten so much better, and it gets him out of the house and runs off energy and things like that. But yeah, on the days like where the kids just aren't having it, like, and I've if I've been stuck inside for like a few days at a time, it just that weight just starts to really get on get on you, and like the other day, I just on Mother's Day, like I felt really bad because, like, oh, by the way, Happy Mother's Day! Any <laughs> mothers out there? This thing we didn't, we were gonna. Uh, I had intended for us to say something for it last week, but Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Um, we got up and we were. I, I asked her and said, "What do you want to do?" Like, there really wasn't. There's really not a lot we can do. So you know, we got up, we made breakfast for me and the kids did. And, like I had this whole plan. I was gonna, all right, I was gonna start because we bake our bacon. I don't know if you ever done that. We bake the bacon, so it takes a little bit longer. I, so I, I I've never done it, but we had it oh, a couple months ago when we went down to uh, Fort Sumner for a trip. My cousin and his wife baked it, and it it was a it was a game changer. But I haven't done it since we got back, so I'll definitely have to try that. Okay, yeah, no, it takes a little bit longer, and you have to cook it at a higher temperature than what, especially well, depending on how you like it. Like, Erin likes her bacon like really crispy, so we have to kick up the oven a little bit extra. And then let it cook um, just a, couple, a little bit longer. But anyway, you know, we were doing bacon and sausage and you know pancakes and eggs. And I had everything. I was getting everything ready, ready to go. And Molly comes in and she just starts trying to like take over. I can know how to do this. I can do that. I know how to do this. Okay. And so like before the before the bacon's even in the oven, she's mixed up the pancake batter. Mm-hmm. I mean, anyone that's ever made pancakes knows that pancakes take all of like three minutes to cook. And so I'm like, why are you, there's no reason to do that now. You know, just, I had a whole plan. And then she, so she, she read the directions on the back of the box and you know, the, the directions on, on it. Cause we have to make, we made gluten-free pancakes. The recipe makes like six to eight pancakes. I'm like, okay, we have four people, three of us who are basically adults eating. We're all going to eat three to four pancakes each. But she only made like this one like 
helping of pancake batter. And so it just, it got to be this really stressful thing because like she wasn't listening and then she was like, and then the kids were fighting back and forth. And I felt really bad because I'm like, it's mother's day. And like, I gotta get out of the house. Like I just, I just have to get out because I'm feeling very constricted in, in, in here. And so I ended up getting out of the house later in the day, but um, yeah, it's just been, that's what, I think that's what gets to me more. And then, like I said, even missing the the tiny social interactions that I do have, um, that's that does start getting getting me down from time to time. So, yeah, I can't I can't tell with our kids if if they're emotional if they seem more emotional right now because of the situation or if it's just because of their age. Because technically, neither of them fully understand what's going on. I mean. Zeke understands because he hasn't been to the church and he hasn't, we haven't been to the zoo or to Explora or anything like that. We have gone out to the river and to the mountains and, and a few places like that where he can get out of the house. But so I'm not exactly sure what's going on there. If it's this, or if it's just there because he's three and three, three year olds are emotional and, and, yeah, you're agreeing. I know. Three, oh, man. Three was weird. We, we, everyone tells you about the terrible twos. Man, three was just... And then even the tantrums at four? Man, those are bad, too. Yeah, Zeke was a fine two-year-old, and then he turned three, and it was just like, whoa, what happened? Yeah. So so I think that's more what's going on than anything else. But uh, I know with your kids, having them all, you know, they all go to school, preschool, whatever the case may be, and to have that taken away months earlier than it usually is and everything like that, I I know that it's got to be hard on them. And uh, I'd actually, one of these days, love to get your oldest on uh, if we're still in this in a couple of weeks and see if she has thoughts on it or um, see how she's feeling and how she feels the family dynamic is doing with everything going on. But uh, to your, to your uh, feeling bad about Mother's Day, uh, having to get out of the house, I, I, uh, with my wife's permission and with solely good intentions behind it, I went golfing. <laughs> and Lucky I, man. And I took the three-year-old and her, the plan was for her to come home because we actually went to her grandma's house uh, for Mother's Day and had Mother's Day lunch with her grandma and grandpa and her mom and her sister and her other sister and their niece and uh, hung out there. And then about four o'clock, 4.30, uh, Xander, the youngest, was getting all fussy and needed to go to take a nap. And I said, well, what if I take Zeke? Uh, somewhere. I said somewhere. I didn't say golf right away. I was like, what if I take Zeke somewhere and then you and Xander can just go home and relax? And she gave me the look like, where would you take him? I think I know, but are you serious? And I was like, look, I don't have to. I really don't. I was legit just trying to give you time to take a nap because you said you were tired. And she goes, no, that's fine. And so I went and played 18 holes with the oldest and she came home with Xander and took a nap. I was gone about two and a half hours. And uh, I, she said she didn't take a nap, but she rested and relaxed and watched some TV of her own watching instead of what Zeke wants to watch or 
what we all want to watch or something like that. Right. So uh, we had we had a pretty good Mother's Day, but it's definitely. I know we say it all the time. It's just weird. Everything's just weird right now. Just it's it's not normal. It's not how society is meant to be. And and uh, I don't know if it's just the amount of time that it's been. Uh, it's just starting to get to me more and more on a more regular basis. Um, but not a whole lot we can do about that. Um, one thing, if you're ready to transition, uh, I've got a great segue. It's a professional segue. So have your family traditions been interrupted at all? (laughs) Um, I would say, yeah, they have. Um, I mean, this time of year, there really isn't a whole lot that we would have going on. Um, you kind of mentioned it in a, in a text we shared earlier uh, that it was mostly you know holiday based, um, and I mean really, you know, Easter got interrupted. Uh, we definitely did not do what we normally would for Easter. Um, you know, typically we you know do big you know Easter egg hunts and that kind of stuff, and uh, we still did things you know with the kids. We got together with um, we got together with my in laws. Uh, in the past we have gotten together with like friends of theirs. Uh, but this year it was just kind of more of a, a smaller thing, you know, at home. Um, as far as, as far as that goes, I mean, Easter is not really a whole lot of tradition. It's merely just the, the Easter egg hunts and dinner and things like that. And, um, there are definitely other traditions throughout the year that are, I'm kind of starting to worry about. I don't know if that's something that's, uh, concerning you, At this point, it's, I just, I I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, let alone uh, 4th of July, Halloween, Christmas, birthdays, Father's Days. Nobody knows what's going to happen by then. So, so I'm trying not to worry about what's going to come up, but, uh, but yeah, it's definitely, it definitely is threatening it at least to an extent. But yeah, for traditions, like I mentioned before in the text, it was uh, most of them are family related. And now we have some that, I mean, they aren't tradition. Like, it's hard. It depends on what you call a tradition. Like, we have several things that we like to do fairly regularly. Um, Going to the zoo, going to Explora, going and playing outside. Um, And I've got such a young family. I mean, me and my wife have only been married uh, going on five years now. Uh, Zeke's going to be three or going to be four next January. So so we haven't had a whole lot of time to really get traditions set. One thing that we were going to try to do and become a tradition is we have a cabin. My, my grandparents have a cabin down south of Daddle, which if you're not familiar with New Mexico geography, it's if you go south to Socorro and then west towards Arizona there at Socorro and you go through Magdalena uh, you'll go through Daddle or you'll find you'll run into Daddle and then you go south and and it's right there uh, for Zeke's first Christmas uh, we went out in November and cut down a Christmas tree over there on that property and took pictures and and I wanted to do that every year uh, I don't think we've done it since sadly um, my wife and the boys went out with my parents to get a Christmas tree at a ranch that my stepdad hunts. Um, so we've, we have kind of kept a tradition of not using a fake tree ever since Zeke was born and cutting down our own Christmas tree. But, 
we just don't really have a lot. I have a lot from my past, uh, from when I was growing up. Um, but as far as with my current family, with my actual family, it, it, uh, there, there's not a whole lot of super set traditions there. Yeah. I think with younger kids, it's more so bringing in the ones that, that we used or that we had when we were kids that our parents taught us or our grandparents taught us. Um, I mentioned the Christmas trees. Uh, we did buy uh, real trees every year um, while we were in the apartment anyway. But that kind of wasn't a whole lot of fun, <laughs> dragging a, uh, a Christmas tree up uh, upstairs. Um, so it, we actually found it to be a lot more, um, I don't know if frugal is the right word, but uh, it made more sense for us to just buy a fake tree uh, and do that. So... Um, yeah, I mean, we'll, well, there's definitely like holiday stuff that we can talk about. Um, one, and I will, uh, I will say that there is a family tradition that we have that my grandfather started probably 30 years ago now. I don't know exactly when he started it, but every summer, um, I think since like the mid eighties, he has put together a deep sea fishing trip and last year it got delayed due to a change in the fishing seasons but this year is the first year that's ever been like actually canceled mm-hmm. um and it would normally be right around the end of uh end of may beginning of june and so yeah that's been completely canceled this year um but which is which is heartbreaking for me like i haven't been in a few years um just due to the fact you know um young kids, things like that, time off work. Uh, a couple of years I like switch positions right around this time of year. Um, so mm. it's something I haven't done in a few years and I don't know how much longer he's gonna, going to be able to do it. Um, but that's definitely a tradition that my family has had uh, over the past decade or so. It's kind of transformed a little bit instead of it just being the, the guys going down and going fishing. Um, the entire family has started to go. So they'll rent a place on on the beach somewhere, and like you know, uh, my mom, my grandmother, you know, they'll go down. They'll just lay out on the beach, go shopping, do things like that. And like me and my my uncles and my cousins and my my grandfather will go uh, go fishing for two days. So it's definitely something that, that that was carried on for a long time, and maybe one day I'll be able to do the same. Uh, so that's definitely one. That's actually not even like I said, not not holiday related, just a, a family tradition that. That, that we'd use that we would do every year so um there's that and then uh let's start to think what else do we do fourth of july isn't really a big I want, one i want to go back to, go ahead i want to go back to the deep sea fishing i want to yeah. go back to the deep sea fishing because it's something that uh, uh so i've only full disclosure i've seen the ocean one, uh, one time um i went we went on vacation when zeke was about 10 months old we went to california and uh, stayed right on the ocean and and it was amazing and i love fishing and i super want to go deep sea fishing but at the same time i'm like i don't know if i want to go out on a boat where i can't see land because i don't know how to swim <laughs> and uh, i'm just not a fan of that but so what do you, what would you guys catch uh was it like crazy things or was it just some sea trout or well, it really just depends. Um, just like with like, like sport hunting or uh, you know freshwater fishing, you've definitely got seasons for what you can catch. Um, the first few years that I went, uh, the tradition was once you want for all the guys in the family. Once you turn fifteen, 
you could start going. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at that time, when I started going, you could basically catch, um, it used to be a uh, grouper and snapper were in season at the same time. And there was like no, there was no limit on them. So we could catch as much grouper and snapper as we wanted. Um, and then like we were allowed so many amberjacks per person on the boat. I think it's like two amberjack per person on the boat, including the captain and the mate. Um, and then like we catch other stuff too. Like we wouldn't, we were, they would specifically take us out for, um, you know, amberjack snapper grouper. Uh, well, there was one year we went fishing for yellowfin. That was a lot of fun. Uh, we actually caught a shark that year. Um, well, I, I say we caught a shark. There's a whole story with that. Um, we were done with the yellowfin, and my brother was the last one with his with his rod in the water, and he was fighting this fish for probably a good twenty minutes. And all of a sudden, the line just went dead on him. And you know, he's getting tired. This is one of the few years that, that my dad actually went with us. Um, so me and my dad, we were lifting up the rod for him. My brother's reeling down, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the line just takes off again. And the captain's like waiting for us to get this line in so we can move to a different spot. And then, you know, the line runs for a good two minutes and just stops. That's so what in the world's going. So we finally get it reeled in. And there's a yellow fin on the hook. And the mate reaches over, gaffs it, pulls it into the boat. And there's just blood everywhere, all over the deck of the boat. And we're like, what in the world happened here? And the mate flips the, the tuna over. There's a big chunk of meat missing <laughs> from the side of the fish. Nice. And a shark hit it while my brother was reeling it in. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, we've it's um yeah, we've done that. And that the yellowfin grounds are really interesting because they, they they feed where the shrimp boats are. And so you you can see like the water's like churning from beneath the surface where the fish are feeding on the uh, on the shrimp that are there, and then you've got the trawlers down the distance, you know, catching the catching the shrimp. Hmm. So that's really neat. Um, there's really not a there really is anything like else that we've like specifically gone for. Like we we try to d- catch sailfish and things like that. Like when we're coming back in in the, in the evenings, um, but we've so seen other stuff. Like we've seen the um, what are the, the blue angels doing maneuvers. Oh yeah, um, because they'll come out. Of, I think it was like St. Pete. They'll come out and do do maneuvers out there. Uh, we've uh, seen uh, Navy uh, frigates going around out in the Gulf um, because there's one year we out there they were scuttling a ship, so they were like patrolling in a certain area to like keep people away from wherever they were going. Hmm. But yeah, no, it's it's really cool, and everything we catch we bring back home. Um, like they, we get to the dock at night and there's a, there's this little like Filipino guy that helps out the mates and they'll fillet the fish for you on the dock and then we pack it in the coolers. And, and, uh, one of the traditions we had as part of the trip is there's a restaurant right there on the dock. You can take your catch up to the restaurant, tell them what time you're going to be there and tell them how to cook it for you. And they'll cook whatever you want. Yeah, so really cool. And then everything else we, just, we bring back. And and uh, usually end up before we go fishing the next year, we have a fish fry to get rid of all the leftover fish from the previous year. But, yeah, I know it's, it's an experience that I will never forget. It's something that I, I definitely want to try to do in the future like for my boys. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I'd, I'd love to do something like that. We, we go up to hunting camp once or twice a year. 
Um, but we just ha- I haven't been able to take any time off the last couple of years, really since we went in uh, October of, I guess that would have been 17. In October of 17, we went to California and took that vacation. That was the last time I've really had any significant time off, except for last year, uh, right around this time I was off because, well, actually, I, yeah, I was still off. Uh, I took most of March, all of April, and most of May off because uh, I changed jobs. I sold a route and then was waiting to get a new job until after we had Xander. But my wife was nine months pregnant and then she had the baby for the second half of the time. So we weren't able to go anywhere or do anything really, but we do go up to hunting camp once or twice a year. And, and I really enjoy that. I grew up up there. It's ours is the one we typically go visit is North of, of Cuba, um, which is North West of Bern Leo, um, in the Hamas mountains. And we go up there, he's got a bunch of canvas wall tents set up. So we see when he's busy or least when he has empty tents available, uh, we just go up and crash in one of them and get up in the morning and eat breakfast at four o'clock with everybody. And I usually throw on my gear and go for a hike with him one of the days. And, uh, it's, it's good times. And I'm looking as the boys are getting older, and more interested in stuff. I'm looking to get them more in involved with the actual hunting and fishing and, and golfing and stuff like that. So I think that, um, I think that, I'm, well, I know that I'm excited for family traditions to be able to figure them out and grow them and, and mold them into what I want for my boys and stuff that I hope that like you, like you're talking about, it's something that I would like to pass on to my boys and something that their boy or my boys can pass on to their kids and, and so on and so forth. So I think traditions are important. Um, and there's probably little traditions that I'm not even remembering. Um, cause traditions can be as simple as, you know, we usually have this on Tuesday nights or something like that. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see kind of what develops and a lot of it's going to depend on where we're at, uh, because for those of you that have been listening since the beginning, uh, first of all, thank you. And uh, second of all, you know that I mentioned uh, moving to Fort Sumner. Uh, it was going to be June 2nd was going to be my last day of work. But because of everything that's going on, um, I don't know if I use that as an, as an excuse or if it was a legit excuse. But it has been delayed at least a little bit now. Uh, so now we're shooting for the beginning of August uh, to be over there. In fact, the first week of June, uh, we're going to go down to Fort Sumner again, um, and try to look for some more places. There was a place that we really liked that we really wanted, but, uh, it sold before we could get down there, which I blame myself a little bit because I was like, it's not going to sell. It's been on the market for a year and a half. Um, what are the odds that somebody swoops in and takes it from us? But that's exactly what happened. So, uh, we got to scramble for a couple other plans and see what happens. So we're going to do some of that in June and, and see, you know, that's, that's a side of my family with my dad's side of the family being down there that I don't, I don't really know. Um, I, I mean, I know them, but like, as far as traditions go, it'll be interesting to see what, uh, comes up from there. Cause really the only traditions yeah. that I have with them 
uh, or stealing Christmas trees and breaking into high school gymnasiums. But that's a story for another time. Well, let me ask you, going back to when, when we were kids, I know that um, for us, you know, where it was always like, you know, Christmas dinner at my grandparents' house or, you know, 4th of July, we always went to this one specific park and watched the fireworks. Um, was there anything for you as far as whether, whether it's holiday related or even like a birthday tradition um, that really stood out to you as something that your parents or your grandparents, you know, made like an extra effort or just something that, you know, really made you, made that time of year special for you? Well, so... So first of all, birthdays, um, my wife hates this about me, but I'm not a big birthday guy. Um, I'm just, I, 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 for myself anyways, uh, I almost like this last, so I had a birthday back in March and I literally just, so it wasn't the plan, but because of we were, it was a birthday during COVID times. Um, I literally just went to the river park with my camera by myself, uh, after I got off work and that was my birthday. Um, now we had a cake and, and some stuff later in the week, but, um, I'm just not a huge, huge birthday guy. Um, probably cause I'm not a huge gift guy. I like to go do stuff and get experiences and stuff like that. So, uh, my wife, on the other hand, is a huge birthday fan, and they go, they want to go all out for theirs, which puts a lot of pressure on me, not liking bir- or not really celebrating birthdays that big. I have to now switch my thought process for her birthday uh, and try to think big and do something nice for her. But back to childhood stuff, um, Christmas Eve is like my favorite day of the year. Um, it is a day of the year that we all get together as a family on my mom's side. We come over here to my grandma's house that I live by now, uh, or at least that's always been the plan. Uh, when I was really little, um, we would get gifts from grandma. Um, I think I turned 12, 12 or 13, and my grandpa gave me a muzzleloader, one of his muzzleloaders. Um and so we always now, so now it's turned into, uh, everybody shows up, we eat, uh, we play a white elephant game where people steal presents from people and throw stuff at each other and get angry and have fun. Uh, and then we play dominoes. Uh, we play a game called shoot the moon, um, that I've played for literally my whole life that, uh, I thoroughly enjoy and, um, we'll continue to play it for a long time now, hopefully. Um, but I think we're at the, I'm at the age now and my grandparent, my grandma's getting at the age where, you know, it's even before COVID came in, you know, that those traditions are kind of getting jeopardized because we might not have grandma's house to go to. Um, well, we're not going to have it forever. Uh, so, um, it, it's, it's going to be interesting, uh, but I, I, I do still just love that time of year and going over there and spending time. And we used to, when I was little anyways, we'd throw as many cousins as could fit in the car. And we'd drive around Las Lunas and Bosque Farms looking at Christmas lights. And uh, we used to put out luminarias around the front of the house and up the driveway, which I've been threatening for like four years to do again. Um, 
and just haven't got my stuff together in time. So I'm actually going to try to do that this year where we have some sand and we have some bags and some candles well beforehand. And, uh, we can, we can do that on Christmas Eve night. Uh, so yeah, that's the, that's the one that really sticks out. Um, everything else I've Thanksgiving, I bounce around between my dad's side of the family, my mom's side of the family, now my wife's side of the family. So it just kind of, kind of depends on that. And, but Christmas Eve has always been the one that I'm like, no, we're going to my grandma's house. We'll be there all evening. We'll be there till midnight, playing games, having fun, uh, eating a bunch of good food, eating dessert. And that's just kind of what one the one tradition. That's probably the biggest tradition that I can think of that we have that uh, I am not looking forward to when it's gone. Yeah, I can definitely understand that, you know, especially around Christmas time, you know, as a kid, before my parents got divorced, it was always, um, well, at one point, like I had one set of grandparents that lived in Florida and one that lived in Georgia. And so, um, we wouldn't see the entire family, but once my dad's parents moved to Georgia, like we were able to see both sides. So we'd go, we'd spend like half a day with one set of grandparents and half a day with the other. And then, you know, um, or we do like Christmas Eve at one, Christmas Day at the, at the other, something like that. Or, or I think at one point, there was a couple of years ago, like we, split, we split both days between both houses, so it was just like a lot of driving. Um, but that time together, because we have, we have family in from out of town, like usually my uncle would fly in, or my uncles and my cousins would come in like on my mom's side, like my dad's side. Um, we usually see like the cousins and stuff here that were in town. Um but after my parents divorced with their custody schedule, like it got it got really uh, it really changed things a lot as far as when things happened and when we got to see people. And then uh, my I don't know if we mentioned on the podcast, but my birthday is actually on Christmas Eve. Um, so one thing that that really bothered me for a long time as a kid is that after my parents got divorced, my dad would then celebrate family Christmas on Christmas Eve. And there's one year, like I very specifically remember that uh, we did family Christmas. And then like, as people were leaving, he goes, Oh, by the way, it's Seth's birthday. And so I'm like, all right, you want to do, you know, family Christmas on Christmas. Like we do that with my in-laws. Now we do family Christmas on Christmas Eve. And, but there's a very clear delineation between birthday time and Christmas time. Um, yeah. One thing that my grandparents did, my, my mom's parents, they would actually, because my brother, sister, and I, we all have birthdays in winter months. And so it made it really hard to ever like do things with friends. Like me and my sister, our birthdays are both basically over Christmas break when we were not, when we were in school. And so you can't have sleepovers on Christmas Eve or, you know, in the middle of winter, you can't do, you know, camp outs, things like that. You can't do that with your friends. And so my grandparents had those uh, birthday party in like the middle of June. Hmm. Yeah. And so like, because even though we didn't get a lot of snow in Georgia necessarily, like what kids is going to want to, what kid is going to want to bike in the middle of December? You know, I'm sure I asked for one, but you know, so yeah, they do birthdays in like in like June or July. Then like here's like here's here's summer gifts. Like here's here's a pool party. Here's a bike. Here's all these you know all these things that you wouldn't normally get to do. So my grandparents did that for a few years, which was really cool. But um, 
Yeah, as far as like our family, like you know, um, the kids are young enough. Like we do Elf on the Shelf with them, and so we do that starting with Thanksgiving, and do that all up until Christmas. And so Aaron and I both try to come up with ways to hide the elf or make him do different things. And so that's something that we do. And then there's a few other small things that we do here and there that I definitely want to keep doing with them um, and, you know, help show them the importance of having these traditions, you know, making these memories um, with the grandparents, with family and not being focused on the what is being gotten, but who they're with and what they're doing. Yeah, and that's that's the important part. It's it's um it's definitely about the people that you're around and spending time with the family and and uh whether that's extended family, grandparents, cousins, aunts, uncles, all that stuff, or if it's if it's just me and the boys and Allie and doing stuff that way, it's they're definitely important and like I said, I'm looking forward to figuring out um figuring out our new ones and seeing which old ones live on and, and just having, having fun with that. So do you guys go look uh, at the bug house every year? No, no, not usually. We, well, yeah, we'll go to river of lights. I think we've gone to river of lights every year since mm-hmm. Zeke's been born. Um, so that's been fun and we'll continue to do that as long as it's accessible and, uh, we are able to come up if we do move, um, We'll continue to do that, but we don't, there's one road, uh, off of highway 47 here. There's like a little loop of a bunch of houses that tend to go all out on Christmas lights and we'll, we'll go drive it one night, one or two nights, like Christmas week, uh, or right after Christmas and see, but, um, we don't have a whole lot of, a lot of, a lot of places that we go see like that for lights. Um, I, excuse me, I think, um, I think it's something that I don't know how far we want to get into decorating, but, um, Zeke, Zeke talks about Christmas nonstop, almost nonstop. I mean, he, (laughs) he loves it. He absolutely loves it. And I, I don't think it's because of presents. Like he doesn't like mention it for presents. He doesn't necessarily mention it for family either. Mm-hmm. He just loves Christmas. So I think we'll eventually start getting more and more decorations and doing more and more things, especially as we, you know, get our own house and um, stuff like that. Do you have like a, a Christmas tree decorating like routine? <laughs> Not really, man. I the holidays. Uh, so when I was when I had the bread route. So not this past Christmas, but the all the, the two Christmases before that was Zeke. Um, it's just a rough time. Uh, it's busy, but it's not a lot of money. So it's like just back and forth, and then we're always spending more than we should on presents. And so I I find. 75 to 85 percent of what goes around on or what goes down uh, around christmas the most stressful time of the year um it's not until christmas eve night that i like i know like this past year i didn't feel christmasy at all until like the night before christmas eve and then i was like okay um 
so we try we we want to try to get into a habit of you know the week after the weekend after thanksgiving uh going down to the cabin cutting the christmas tree bringing it back up decorating it that sunday night uh but we just haven't we just haven't done that yet so we still got time we still got time it'll it, hopefully it'll will form and we can keep doing that or we can start doing that again but um the holidays are are just it's kind of like birthdays for me like i don't i don't get excited about them until they're here aside mm-hmm. from christmas eve and christmas day and like i i enjoy the, not enjoy enjoys the wrong word but i understand the importance of christmas uh from my religious viewpoint and um i enjoy that part of it but just the go 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 go-ness and the money and and everything like that and i i think you lose that when you're not in school anymore because it's you know the kids you know they have christmas break so they get off you know the week before christmas and they're like oh it's almost christmas uh whereas i work basically christmas eve morning and then get off christmas eve at like noon work like a half day and basically work Monday through Friday all leading up to that. So it's, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it used to for sure. Yeah. My company used to give us, um, Christmas Eve and Christmas day, both as paid holidays. They stopped that a couple of years ago. So yeah, it's, I mean, I, I try to put in for my work for my birthday. Um, but I guess not really that big of a deal. Um, cause I can, like I said, normally be off by like, Two thirty, two thirty, something like that. But yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. I, I think it's at this point in in my life, and I think Aaron would say the same thing too. It's more about you know because we don't we we try to get each other a little something. We tell each other you know I don't want anything, you don't get me anything. But it's usually just more you know what can we do to make these memories for the kids? And I think that's something that we we've tried to stick to as best we can. And we want to do going forward. And so, yeah, we try to do little things. You know, we try to decorate the tree. Um, we got, You mentioned last year being weird. Like, it, it definitely was. Like, I, it was definitely weird because normally I'm, once Thanksgiving is done and over, like the day after, I'm like, okay, Christmas music is good to go. We're going to start decorating. We're going to start doing all this. We didn't put the tree up until like a week and a half, two weeks before Christmas last year. And then. Yeah, it just it yeah it just felt weird, but yeah, we put it we usually put it up, and then like Aaron and I get up and do well. I I add like an additional like two hundred lights to our tree. <laughs> it's one of those pre-lit trees, and then I add about another two hundred lights to it. Um, yeah. then we do tinsel, and then the kids do ornaments and stuff. And, like it's intended to be a fun like memory thing, like looking at all the ornaments and and um. Like for me, this past year was was really hard because, um, you know, I don't I cannot remember if we mentioned on the, on the show or not, but my grandmother passed away, um, back in the fall, and so when we were unboxing the ornaments this year, like we came across ones that she had sent, and like it just it really hit me, and then like Mother's Day was hard too, as far as that goes, but. You know, it, it's we want it to be like these these fantastic memory making times, and like for me, like it brought back a whole bunch of memories of my grandmother, mm. and 
you know, so it, it, I don't want to say like it, it, it ruined the mood or ruined the experience. It didn't, but it definitely had a different feeling to it, a different, um, a different emotional outcome than what I, than what I expect, experienced in the, before. And then, you know, I mean, unfortunately, you know, the kids, you know, they, they, they kind of want to stop after a while or like we're we trying to tell them, okay, try to spread them out. Like don't clump them all in one area, you know, and the kids, of course, they're all different sizes. So it's like, okay, Molly, you put yours at the top. Alex, you do yours in the middle. Logan, do, do yours at the bottom. And then, yeah, they, they want to do what they want to do with the ornaments, you know? Exactly. And, so, yeah. Yeah, and then like, I hang the lights outside every year and we don't necessarily have, a lot of play, a lot of room to hang lights outside. I usually just do like the the beams out front and the overhang, and that's about and that's it. But um, yeah, like it's yeah, it's all about trying to make the memories. Um, and I think, you know, like I said, that's what we want to do. Like the kids love the elf on the shelf, so we we're, we're going to keep trying to do that. And um, you know, two of the three still believe in Santa Claus. Um. So as long as as long as they do that, then I think you know we're gonna see gonna keep pushing you know keep with the Santa Claus thing and and uh, you know it's yeah it's just it's just making memories and making it feel magical for the kids that, that's the biggest thing like you know I to me it's just another day and you know like I I'm getting paid to not work which is great. And I didn't seem like he was happy, so you know, um, I, you know that, that's where that's where I'm at with it. Like I, I love Christmas, I really do. I love most of the holidays. You know, Christmas has always been my favorite time of the year. But yeah, it's, I just want to make things as as good as I can for my kids. Yeah, exactly. That's what it's all about, and we'll be building traditions as we go. And listeners out there, you know, if you guys, uh, if you guys want to share, feel free to uh, get at us on social media or email us and, and let us know some of your traditions and and what you guys do to make those memories and, and have a good time with the with the kids out there. And I think that's basically going to wrap it up unless you want to, you just pulled a giant electric tennis racket out. And yes. I, I, why? I wanted to, I wanted to ask you about this and um, it, it's, it's not as related to our topic at all, but uh um, you know, 2020 has been a year of a great many, uh, a great many number of bad things that have happened this year. Um, you know, both, you know, for things that we that have affected us personally or, you know, just in our, with everything that's going on, I wanted to ask you, so we've dealt with, have all these things going on. We've got COVID, we've got, you know, famous people that we, that had an impact on our lives, you know, passing away, Kobe Bryant specifically. We, we've heard about the killer bees, the killer hornets now, or the monster hornets, or whatever they're called. And now I have to ask you, how are you surviving mothpocalypse? They haven't been that bad down here. No? They really haven't. No, I mean, we've, we've always had several. Um, but honestly, like, we had the door open today, and we don't have a screen on it. We had it open till about 9 o'clock. And there's not a whole lot, but I have seen where people are posting about it and they're really bad. And Allie, they were really bad a few days ago. We had a really bad day where there was a bunch of them, but uh, it hasn't been crazy down here. I don't think uh, as I look around and I see three of them flying around my head, but um, I, I, 
<laughs> I haven't seen, I haven't seen as many as I thought I, or as some of you other people are saying they have. Yeah. A friend of Aaron's, um, they were talking about it earlier through text. And I guess the friend was saying that she'd been killing like uh, some nights up to a hundred a night, like in their son's bedroom. Apparently, I've been like getting in through like a hole somewhere. I'm like, oh my word, that's that's insane. Like, we haven't had too many. We've had maybe two or three actually inside the house, you know, proper. Like, I've had I found them like on the screen door out front, just kind of shoo them out and inside our kitchen window. And how they're getting in here, I don't know. If they're in between the screen and the actual glass pane, there's about. 25 dead ones in there right now because I sprayed them all down with bug spray earlier. So how they're getting in there, I don't know. And then somehow there was one in the kitchen right after that. And so I pulled that. We bought this several years ago. And uh, this fun little you know tennis racket bug zapper. I hit one this I hit the one inside the house afternoon. And no joke, Aaron will attest to this. I had to zap it here. I physically zapped the the moth about eight times before it died. Like it just kept living. <laughs> like these, and for those for anyone that, that listening that isn't familiar with these moths, they're like at least the size of a quarter. Like I've seen some like a half dollar size almost as in terms of like length or like wingspan. Like these things are big, and so yeah, I hit. I zapped the the thing like eight times and it would not die. <laughs> so finally got rid of it. But yeah, I just want to ask how, with everything that's happened, how are you dealing with mothpocalypse? And uh, hopefully you guys aren't getting overrun down there. <laughs> so far, no. And honestly, just like everything else that's been thrown at us, you just you just got to take mothpocalypse one day at a time and just <laughs> uh, just keep a tally board of how many you're killing and. And then at the end of the day, we'll we'll see if the number of moths outweighs the number of people that have died from coronavirus. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, I was reading an article about apparently there's like some giant migration that happens like once every like seven or eight years. And it just happens to fall this year. Uh, yeah, so that's why they're seeing like so many of them. Like I saw a post on, on Reddit. Someone basically took a, a mixing bowl and filled it with water and like cooking oil or something. Yeah. And put it, they put it, basically put it right underneath a light. So it's just attracting all the moss and they get stuck in the water oil mixture and they die. And so like this bowl was like half full of dead moths just from yeah. them doing that. So yeah, it's just, it's just strange. Like we can't figure out how they're getting into where they're getting because they're not anywhere else in the house. Yeah. So I have no idea. Like even in, they're not even in the garage. So I, I don't know. I can't figure it out. <laughs> don't try to understand bugs, man. Bugs are bugs are crazy. Just just let them do their thing, and you just take them out. We get we have really bad problem where well, so we have two really bad problems. One really bad problem is I am terrible at taking care of the weeds that are behind the house. Um, so that leads to bad problem number two, which are these little tiny, like centimeter long fly flying insect things that love these plants that are these weeds that are growing back there. And they twice a year, just we have these wet East facing windows uh, on the trailer. Cause the trailer faces West. Um, so the windows behind our house, you'll just see them covered in these tiny little bugs and then they'll get inside somehow. And, it, and it's just a nightmare, but I, I don't know what they are. I don't care. I don't, 
I, I know that I need to take care of the weeds and I just don't do it, but I will figure that out eventually. But I think uh, now that you've put the bug zapper away and, uh, <laughs> and it's, and it's now Wednesday morning, uh, I think it's time to, to call it a night. And uh, like I was saying before I got shocked by metaphorically shocked, not actually shocked by the bug zapper. Um, uh Feel free to reach out to us via email, jacob at dadventuresmedia.com, seth at dadventuresmedia.com. Uh, we got, uh, we still don't have a Facebook page because I'm a terrible human being, um, <laughs> but we do have the Twitter and we have the Instagram. So find us on there, follow us, uh, like us, whatever they are, tweet at us, wh- whatever you want to do. Um, <clears throat> and uh, just let us know what your traditions are and, uh, any ideas that you have for topics that you want us to discuss or anything like that, uh, we'll be happy to open that revenue or open that avenue of com- communication up and and talk to you guys there. So I think that'll about do it. Seth, any closing thoughts? No, just uh, you know, keep staying safe, stay healthy, and uh, you know, make those memories. Yep, that's about it, man. So uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks, uh, assuming all goes well. Uh, hopefully with some more businesses being opened back up and everybody still staying healthy. So uh, until next time, guys, have a good one. You've been listening to the Dad Ventures Podcast the bi-weekly podcast about our lives as dads. All of our shows are recorded live from Albuquerque and Las Lunas, New Mexico, are written and produced by Seth Bidoff and Jacob Terrell, and are edited by Seth. Special thanks to Jeff2 on YouTube for the music you hear in every episode. All episodes are recorded and edited using CleanFeed and Audacity. All of our shows are proudly hosted on Pinecast.